The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people from Upsetnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. At Carnival of Randomness, we are flooded with mail. I think we get more mail than Santa Claus, and I'd like to answer it, but Zach stored a bunch of it in a smoker and it burned up. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, I you know, I got tired of sending the uh the visa people the MasterCard stuff, which is actually pro tip. That's how you stop junk mail. Use their postage paid envelopes to send them other See, crap. look at that. I didn't even realize. Oh, I've been doing that for years with politicians. With, yeah. I send a coupon to stuff for strawberries to one of yeah. them. Stuff. <laughs> and so, but so the one time I got a letter actually, and it's like, Dear Rob, I forget about you. How do you get your guests on the carnival? Do you blackmail them? Because why would they want to come on your show? I'm like, What the hell? <laughs> so I'll tell you the secret. We. We supply the witch on Living Island with milk and cookies, and she'll fly around every week and zap people with their wands, and they show up here. And now sometimes when they no-show, they got sent to Costa Rica. So this week, Patrick, she knows where you live the way you've been on here. So oh, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm still confused about the whole thing. I just kind of show up here, and then yeah, I just, you, you know. All of a sudden, you pop in, and you're like, what yeah, the heck? Yeah, <laughs> and usually she tells us, like, what we're going to do, but... This week she sends a raven usually, but this week she didn't. So we'll just talk about what we ever want to talk about and what's on your mind. And- well, all right. Since our movie expert is here, let's talk about the Oscars. Did anybody watch it? No. Okay. I never watched. Yeah, I don't. Well, segment yeah. over. No, yeah. I've said for years. <laughs> How much of a movie expert I am? I quit years. I quit years ago. Award shows because for me, it's like yeah. you hear about the great American novel. To me, the be all and end all of American cinema is Roadhouse. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I just think it had something for everybody. It was a relationship. It had that indie vibe because when you were a young man, you really felt something for either Wade Garrett or Patrick Swayze and questioned your sexuality. And for being a suburban kid, that took me into a whole new world. You have the deep <laughs> philosophical element. He's you not going to show you his dick. <laughs> I liked Wade Garrett better. I don't care. I love Sam Elliott. Is like the epitome of cool. Hell yeah, he is. Yeah, to me. Yeah. It's like, you're going to fight me, old man? Why are you going to show you my dick? And I just saw him in a movie called Hero, which was another one. It's almost a long, thankfully Sam's still with us, but it's a long line. It's the last movie yeah, he's star. Not, he's not that yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that one movie when he shaved his mustache, I didn't even recognize him. Well, back yeah, back in the day, like when he was a young... You know, late seventies, kind of coming up. He didn't, yeah, he didn't have the mustache. It didn't happen until like the eighties. I, I mean, there's a few yeah, movies. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how they picked them, whatever else. But I would have liked to seen Stan and Ali get nominated if it was even this year. Yeah, because I, I literally, that honestly, was, that's the one thing I will blank on. I can't remember on. if it was. Uh, is it me or is it every movie that doesn't get 
uh, any kind of nomination is a snub. When is it not a snub? Right, exactly. When is it not a snub? Though? It's, it's like, like, oh, oh Shark, snub. This was snub. Sharknado that was snub. 5 was snub. wasn't nominated. Yeah, oh, it's snubbed, please. And, yeah, and and believe me, I you know, I know I know there's a lot of problematic stuff, I guess, with, you know, with... Well, it's everybody, but, you know, but but at the same time, opinion. that just seems to be, yeah, it's... And really, what, like, is it just random, like, industry people voting on these things and it's always you know and they and they send out screeners and there's all kinds of there's marketing campaigns that they put oh. into it so it's all winds up being the whole thing winds up being like any other election about money yeah. and who cares i saw something i might I have just, been on 60 care. minutes or some more years ago where even like like the movie supergirl they were lobbying for that it's like and yeah, i remember okay. like working in washington we would get Lobbyists sending a cereal and somebody calling up. Did you did you have breakfast this morning? What you have for real? <laughs> and you're going, okay, this is why nothing works because this is bizarre. Yes, and it's but, yeah. It's, but everybody yeah, complains. Other... And then I remember one year I made the point that Revenge of the Sith made more money than every Oscar movie combined. So people yeah. just don't care. Right. Yeah. It's not a. But yeah. And then and then but the, the Oscars a couple of years or maybe it was the last year a year before that they that they threw out like. Uh, they wanted to throw out a category of like most popular movie or something like that to give like yeah like you know, non Oscar movies yeah. and then people freaked out about that too because it's like well shouldn't they already be in the consideration like that pretty much tells you everything and horror you need to gets know about snubbed the a lot I think the fly got nominated a few other things yeah yeah but well and also don't forget it whoever is on this Academy board seems to have a real hatred of of movies that don't have a theatrical release. So like well, all these Netflix and streaming yeah, movies, that, that, they're really good. But that's a thing, though. That's yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the official. I know. Mm. I know. The you know they. That's why these movies they get theatrical runs. Like the Irishman's been in, like all these movies. They they go in theaters, but they just don't. They don't have huge runs. They'll go in, you know, for a small amount of time, so they can be considered for the Oscars or holiday so. movies. His last Christmas got snubbed, and it was horrible. But my other view on this is. There's always somebody who does what they do really well, but they get ignored. Because I would say, like, for me, I thought Alfred Molina should have got nominated for Doc Ock. But Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones, just because he played the character really well. Or is John Burke booking witness? Yeah, yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the thing, too. It's all, at the end of the day, what does it matter? No, I know. Some people don't. I think there's people who really care. It's, oh, like Homer, a lot of it's like Homer Simpson when he gets in, he unwraps his chocolate, I really want one. And then there's other people who don't. Yeah, and then there's, you know, the, like, I, I, I miss when weird shit would happen, like Marlon Brando and Sam the Native <laughs> American. Was she, I don't think, was she, though? She, I, there I was a I whole the, thing about that. I read the story yeah, about it. It's, it's a weird, yeah, that, yeah, uh, there was a whole, like, but it just like. You know, and now it's now it's just was, like was it the Oscars where Jack Palance came out hammered and started doing one arm one arm yeah that mm-hmm. was incredible yeah like or the the Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair well that wasn't that was that was the GOP convention so it looked like something that, that <laughs> fool would do with the Oscars yeah I you know and then um, there were people missing from the immemorium mm. that, well, that I heard should the Luke have been Perry on thing people were yeah and they were about. like. You know, they're like, well, we only have so much time, but when you look at the list, there's, you know, just like, not for nothing. I mean, Kobe Bryant was on that list, and that was really sad and everything. But what does he have to do with movies? He was in Space Jam, was he? No, no, no he was, wasn't. Space he was Jam part... was pre-Kobe. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was 1996. Yeah, I, I just listened. I to think the there was plans that he was going to be in the remake. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's gone around, and I think they're still working on a remake. It just it just changes from time to time. Who would I think it's LeBron now? But uh, uh, I I would think I think LeBron is going to be the headliner, but. You would hope Steph Curry would be in there somewhere. It's a giant. Well, that's the thing. Tell like, a dude to make a cameo so like grab a bunch of guys. Yeah. But the other thing too is I find what I've been what I do every now and then that I revisit guys because for me the last couple of years I just actually got a copy of Chimes at Midnight and Orson Welles Macbeth because when I was growing up all I remember was he was this dude selling wine. I literally <laughs> did not know you know that he was this. Oh, I remember it. That's all I remember about the guy. That he I, and I didn't realize oh, he was like this great best filmmaker. Best ever. I don't oh, think I've ever seen. I could. No, yeah, yeah. There's a whole. There, there's tons of them. They're out there on YouTube. Just like a Orson Welles drunk wine commercial. He's doing this Paul Masson commercial. And they just take after take because he's crocked. But the actors are just like these very handsome catalog-looking model actors next to him, just holding tight, and they don't break once. They are just pleasant the whole time and they don't move and they don't speak and that's just and then he is just obviously just the other drunk, dude who does that and all the english people i knew was oliver reed where he was like their national drunk you could oh, google yeah. his appearances on shows where he's utterly cocked out well it was the other like the tonight show used to be just everyone was drunk in the tonight and show. johnny's chain smoky yeah and, yeah, it was, yeah. And the other thing it's like think about perspective because like when we grew up i remember being introduced to joe dimaggio as mr coffee yeah, you know, uh, you look at him yeah. like that, and you look at, then you realize, wow, this guy. Oh, he played baseball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some other stuff. Yeah, it's weird when you see somebody in one thing and then realize that that wasn't their big thing. Yeah, it's like when I see somebody that I only remember from a TV show, and then I see them in something else. It's really like, weird. Wilford Brimley's not only famous for having diabetes. All right, you know, it's like he was Wilford in Brimley's co- a badass. Yeah, though. that, you know that is story. true. He what was he? He's a marine, yeah. a farrier. A cowboy, and he was a bodyguard for Howard Hughes. <laughs> so, and then you see, and you like, know, when he was in Cocoon, twenty nine years old. Did you know that? Twenty nine. He looked a thousand. <laughs> he's no, like he was Walter, like he was like early fifties. He's like, like, like Walter, people are always like, like you know, Harrison Ford is seventy seven. Wilford Brimley was like fifty when he made that movie. Yeah. And it's just well, like, it's like the Sunshine Boys. But Walter Matha was like the ringer because he was only like fifty five. Or yeah. you think of like Sanford and Son. Dude, Red Fox, Red Fox was like was, 50. He like was like 50, 50 but he was, playing, he was playing, playing like a 70-year-old oh, guy. Yeah. 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 They, they graded his hair out more. Uh, they made him look older. Yeah. And I thought of another idea, too. I was thinking of this for some reason. Like, these movies, I would call them movies or TV shows, where they're really light. They're supposed to be light, but when you watch them, they turned out, damn, they got dark. And it's like a show, like one up thing I saw was like The Beaver, the thing with Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster directed. It's oh, like yeah. this comedy about this guy with his little hand puppet. It got kind of dastardly. See, well, that was, I think, and I think that had happened after the It whole, was after all the It was after all the stuff. Because Jodie so was saying like, she was friends with them. Yeah, and she still sticks up for him. And a lot of people do still stick up for him for this day. And, I, you know, I... You know. He's got problems because I read a story about Joe Esterhaus was over his house and he was writing, trying to write a screenplay with him. It said he would just go off like on these weird. Yeah. He's got lots of issues. He had, well, yeah, I mean, it was, he had a really, really bad alcohol problem for one thing, but you know, and, and I, I don't know. 
I can't say. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where people ask me my opinion. I go, I'm this. I'm just not gonna have one. He does direct some pretty good movies, though. He has, he has. I mean, but he's, you know, he, he definitely. There's definitely a slant to his stuff. Well, there's some kind of, but um, but you know, and you know, I'm, I'm one where I don't take the sins of the father, but you never know with the son because you can't blame, you know, sometimes. Right. Exactly. Yes. But, his father is a you know real you can't piece you know it's, crap. You know, it's <laughs> like having a brother who's a serial killer. I actually made that point in MJ's play about when they did the Amish play that yeah. Gary Gilmore's brother. Well, can you imagine. You know, having somebody who's a serial killer in the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. But the big one for me for, like, light and dark, like, was really the TV. One of my favorite shows from BBC, One Foot in the Grave. It's about Victor Maitland, and he even says he's basically a loser. He's this older guy, and he gets kicked out of his public service job. And he's just sort of miserable trying to go through life. And it's really funny. Eric Idle does the theme song. But it gets amazingly incredibly dark and i don't think we'd be able to pull it off in this country that fine line yeah but it becomes so like at the end so dark it's incredible and it's like that pathos though where it's a great show yeah well they, you know well you, they did that they would take a do that in england like reginald perrin the rise and fall of reginald perrin that was another one like that was it was it started out as a pretty straight comedy but then turned into this whole like thing like this whole like it just the story you know it, it but yeah and they and they i don't know it's amazing how they do it because it is as parts you'll laugh your head off at it's just really yeah. funny but then it's just the guys it's just the way it goes it's just sort of looking at life and like the few like he's looking back at his life sort of and nothing worked out for him and then uh, we need the happy ending like like in america he'd win the lottery well right. yeah that's a that's why, why is it that we, that, or that we require you know. a happy ending not everything has a happy Well, some ending. don't. So, yeah, I, I could think of, like, some things that didn't, but... Yeah, you know, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. That didn't really well, have a happy horror, ending. Well, that's horror, I mean... Yeah, well, that's the thing. Those movies those movies shouldn't have happy endings, you know? No, but you know, a lot of times somebody escapes. It's like, well, well there's yeah. the genre. I was just reading DC's book, Deceased, which is sort of their zombie Escape book. Escape doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you win, though, because yeah. think about, well, like, what point. is the average life of the final girl yeah. from <laughs> any, uh, you know, it's like, I'm pretty sure they're going to be institutionalized. Well, there's, this, there's the genre I call, the genre I call you're screwed. It's like Garth and this is just a pilgrim. It's like the end of the world. Well, you know the thing's coming. Yeah. You're just trying to avoid it, and in the end, you're doomed. Yeah. Those kind of movies. That's a fair but point. But the other thing is, did Cesar Romero ever get an Emmy for playing the Joker? Because it seems now two out of the four guys have got <laughs> I, Academy Awards for this. Just, I don't you don't know. look happy about that. No, you know, I mean, I saw, okay, so I, 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 I've I, watched it. So. I don't. Like Joaquin Phoenix, I've never cared for him. I just, I, I what you did know. he do to you? He personally? didn't do anything. I, I'm sure he's, he's he a, took my wallet. I don't, I don't, I don't dislike him as a person. I just don't, I, I just know, don't care but... for for the for a lot of his performances. I, I, I wish he would open his mouth more. Um, and you know, it just, I don't know, it just he had his. His, most of his personalities are so low-key that he's, like, barely there. All I can vaguely remember is Gladiator, where he's, like, doing oh, the things. Oh, Gladiator was yeah, with his sister. That, that was just a, a horrible movie from beginning to end. Well, yeah. I, I, like, I've fought with people about this movie. I'm not going funny with you. Years, but years, well, and, and that's once it's, yeah, if you like it, you like it. That's fine. Yeah. You know, and I, I, like and I yeah, and, and, you know, so I, I will I will ease back on that a little, but, like, I, I just don't, I, don't, I didn't, I don't know, I just saw what everybody else saw. 
Me neither, um, I agree. But then again, yeah, it's like I said, I'm not particularly. But I want to watch. Russell I want to watch one of those movies. I watch Hercules versus the Moon Man. Well, no, off you know, on that, what movie that I feel the same way about that you two feel towards Gladiator is fucking Three Hundred. Yeah, no, that I, movie yeah. was garbage. The, the only yeah. thing I will give it—it it, it, it was one of those you, 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 you saw yeah. it in the theater. It was really cool, yeah. but that's it. Now, the other thing it, I will it, say, it actually, it. it did follow the comic book a lot. That's give it fine. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know what I mean. A lot yeah. of them they get twisted oh, yeah, yeah, up yeah. and everything. But I'm going being one of those history snubs. They didn't dress like that. Well, well no, <laughs> and it's 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 yeah, and it's it's the story. It's you a know, story. Darius did not look like that dude, even though they explained that in the sequel. Oh yeah, they can explain it all they want. Why bother? Why explain? Yeah, that's the other thing. Why do you have to explain? Th- it's the other thing too. It's just like when you right. do when you do something and it's controversial. Oh yeah, you I can think it's something. I'm not even going to say you that one. Stand behind. You asked for that one. I'm not right. even going to say the it. What? what? But but there's a story somebody told about comic books where okay, go back to the 40s and 50s. You'd have a panel. Superman's flying by. Like a sea serpent will come up and breathe fire at him. Go by. Done. It'll keep on with the story. Nowadays, you would explain that. Yeah, you have to take seven like, pages to explain that. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I think they blew Wolverine because the mystique, and then they had to come out with everything about him. And but that well, that, and that that this is the thing when you have serialized characters that have been in existence for when they're going on forty, you know, thirty, forty, fifty years. At at some point, you owe. The reader something, and what comic books? Well, a lot of people who've been reading comic books for a long time have come to realize that it it'll change. Like every 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 ten, fifteen, twenty years, the origin story will suddenly change because it will be updated for the times, the sensibilities of the current readers. Or they'd be really old these days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like you know, Tony uh, Stark. I Tony have, Stark was in Vietnam. I, I could picture yeah, the comic yeah. book of him being in Vietnam. Yeah, you can't like the yeah they don't you know and that's that's the it's way like it James works. Bond where the up and I still think James Bond's just a code name for the dudes they get or the women they get yeah or whatever or what some you know you get those people who are ultra serious who look at all and I'll fall in that trap sometimes with some oh, stuff. oh yeah everybody's the got their thing yeah. that they're you know a Star yeah. Trek the Wrath of Khan you know I remember you weren't on this show yet <laughs> yeah yeah well that's yeah I mean. Well, Star Trek's a big one because the the fans are so ravenous about about it. But you also Star think Wars it, too. It's but it's like anything else. When it, when a franchise ages, it can't stay the same. No. It has to. And Stan Lee made that point. point. There is actually yeah. a point Stan Lee made about how these books grew and everything yeah. and changed. Like the Inhumans, where did they really come from? They were on the moon, the Himalayas. Yeah. Lockjaw talked for a while. Yeah, and I think Tony Stark had that storyline where it was like a young version of him from the future for a while. He was the there was the Iron Man of twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think there there are still you a realize f- oh it wouldn't have been that much. There are still a few. I like Doom or, twenty first four issues of Doom twenty twenty. I thought were really good. Or twenty ninety nine. Twenty ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But that was yeah, yeah, the Iron one. Man. Yeah. yeah. But there are a couple origin stories that they'll never be able to touch. Well, the one thing they've never done is they've never showed Doctor Doom's face somehow. Yeah. They've have though. They have well, the though. Fake fairly guy, the recently. Oh. No, fairly recently. Oh, they have. I yes. missed that one. No, they, they, yeah, they, they, they. I never. I caught it because they, they did this whole thing where, where Doctor Doom becomes a good guy and, you know, and then he's, you know, oh yeah, they show, they've shown his face. Yeah. Well, since but, I'm not yeah. still up on it, is Magneto still? He was a bad guy in, in the Holocaust. Uh, I don't know. 
Because that yeah. that's one that I don't think they'll ever change. Because regardless of time or whatever, everybody knows. Well, you what can the fudge it a little was. by saying he's a mutant. He doesn't age as fast. Yeah, they, yeah. The other well, thing too. Once but you, dude, uh, if I was like, I mean, I think Michael Fassbinder's hot, anyways. But I wouldn't mind being him then morphing into Ian McKellen. That would be great. Yeah. To well, age dude, like that. I want to morph into Ian McKellen now. Love you, sir, Ian. <laughs> he's great. I, I'm I'm not even lying. <laughs> I, I think that. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then we like I think that I think Magneto is going to go away for a while. I think they're going to at this think, point they're going to have to shelve him for a little bit. They're they're yeah, I think the I think in the MCU the X-Men are going to show up sooner sooner than they said they were going to just because expectations, but I think I they know. have to at this point. Yeah, now every, they're, now they're they, very they know, hey, about, they own yeah. it. We need to do something. And I'm not going to lie. I I watch stuff every day from quote-unquote insiders and, and like cuz it's 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 fun to me to listen to what what people think is going to happen based on either based on what somebody said somewhere. And there are, you know, there are, you know, leakers who are, who there yeah. are leakers who have, you know, made some good uh, predictions, but at the same time, it's like, <coughs> else. it's like if you're making, well, it's, that's like, you know, newsflash how, how psychics work. They'll throw out a hundred predictions. If one of them sticks, sticks I always tell them. Just, when, I've know, always told them when they went on dates with me. It's like you should have known. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but isn't it funny on that? It's and it's not just with movies or shows. It's anything. When you listen to something and then four months later you look back at how wrong they were. Well, I oh, found no, it's some old magazines. I found some old magazines. I'm looking through with predictions and stuff. Oh my and they god! Had, I found an old sport. They had as the number four biggest rising quarterback in the NFL. Bobby Brister. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I saw all these other predictions about all these things. And I remember when Star Wars was coming back, all the people, all the plots that were completely wrong for the oh, there was so yeah. Oh I, I I used to get like Starlog magazine purely I, for that. Found, like well, I David like, Gerald's chronicle gonna and happen, and you know I was a big Starlog man. Oh, all yeah. the old ones, Starlog and all this. But I was actually going to change the subject for a couple of things from it. And one of the things I was actually thinking, if I realize I am phobic of something, I'm a deerophobe because I was thinking of phobias. And like if you go out by the cottage out here when i go out there the speed limit's 45 or so i will go like 15 because they look like they're going to run on the road well because they're dicks they'll wait for you but to they come look here. like they're waiting to lurk for you yeah. to go not smart animals i had one do that <laughs> they are i was a couple years back i was driving to the airport to fly to las vegas first thing i had to go by the post office and drop a couple of bills off in the mail i'm going down the road 20 miles an hour I see the deer on the side of the road, so I slow down to 10. He stares at me, and then just runs out in front right as I can't do anything. The weirdest one I ever had, I'm walking my Doberman at the time in the woods, and we're going by. A deer comes, leaps over here, her, and just keeps going. The dog even looked like, what the heck just happened? Actually, the one time I was leaving some plaza, I think it was in Pittsburgh, and I'm sitting at the red light, and I just he- feel this thud like something ran into the passenger side. I look over, and there's a deer. Deer just ran into the side of my car and was staring through the window at me and then just walked away. <laughs> but, but some of the roads are scarier than others. Like, and that are... was like, but the weirdest one I've ever had with deer, this was on my birthday many years ago, and I saw my friend Tony DeCesar, and I was out with Liz. And I'm coming home, and I've never seen this before since, and it's, you know, my birthday's in December. Coming home on the expressway, it's like surreal. There are deer all over the expressway, yeah. literally. I literally saw this. <laughs> I, and I know, like, 
friends of mine said, you just hit the damn thing. You know, it's better you do that than try to swerve. Yeah. I freaking punched the gas, literally blew between them, oh. then hit the gas, spun around a little. Then I think of, like, if a cop comes, they'll have scattered. Yeah, and, like, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, what did you like, hit? Officer, there was, there was 50 deer outside. Sure. <laughs> it looked like they were, like, a, they were all just everywhere, though, and I've never seen that since. Well, you know why? They're alien spies. Sure. Yeah, no, actually, sense. I had a friend in college who was convinced that goats were aliens. They Look have, at the they eyes. eyes. Yeah, because of the eyes sure. and because they'll eat anything you put in front of them. <laughs> I was like, really? So that's your only qualification as <laughs> as an alien is weird eyes and weird we'll eat eyes and eat anything. Apparently. I've known some people. Who yeah, are exactly. I've aliens. known people that are aliens. Then. <laughs> That's interesting, though. They do have weird eyes. Yeah. I see them up close. They do look sort of Creepy like... bitches. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, it's very strange. They're, they're, it's yeah, very they're strange. strange animals. You know, but I they're remember nobody, nobody holds phobias like had, Oscar yeah, Levant no, because I remember he was even afraid of surly cakes. What? He was. Well, I, for had, what reason? Yeah, what's the... the what? Yeah. Please to explain yeah, I think this. He had, upon Oscar this. Levant just was really neurotic in it. Phobias. Well, it's like one of his best quotes was about Doris Day. I knew her before she was a virgin. Uh, Which was a good quote, but he was a good wit, great piano player, but he was scared of everything, but he was afraid. I don't, how would you, why would you be afraid of Sarah Lee? I don't know. know. And it's like, was it all cakes or just Sarah Sarah Lee? Was it maybe just Sarah Lee? Maybe he was. Maybe he'd heard something about, you know, somebody got a poison Like the secret ingredient is people or, you know, or maybe some woman named Sarah Lee punched him in the face when he was a kid. I mean, I know like (laughs) phobias tend to come from something. I mean, like the deer thing I can explain. Or I could be mild germaphobic because I remember going to school and like somebody sending their kid with chicken pox in when they couldn't see it. Who remembers the the pox parties? And you remember back in the day, I remember, like... Can I have a shingles party if I get that? Or is that a oh, I remember, like, my mom's stuff. That was the day, well, well, you know, it. you're not sick. Go in. You better be weird to be making funeral plans right there yeah. if you don't, you don't go to school. <laughs> and well, people would send, then the whole class would get sick and you would wonder why. Well, it's a good thing people don't do dumb shit like that anymore, like not vaccinate their kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's a good I thing mean, we God, really all are smart I, yeah, and wise. Thank God we have no such... To, Stalwarts of vaccination like Jim Carrey and Robert De Niro, Jenny McCarthy. And Jenny McCarthy. She's the big one, isn't she? She's yeah. one of the. Isn't big there ones. like a I'm nasty? Sure if you ask Jim Carrey about it now, he probably just won't. Isn't say there? No, no, isn't there a nasty name list about Jenny, like the Jenny Death List or something? I've heard because of all that. I've heard rumors, but I can't confirm it. But I've heard like people who quote unquote seemed intelligent who were you but know, here's not thing. sticking that needle in. But here's the thing: who would listen to Jenny McCarthy? Apparently, a lot of people. Well, people a... just, unfortunately, some people just have that mentality. Oh, a celebrity said it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go, you know, go walk around with a dog turd on your head. You know, people will do it. There's we something. Can... Well, We're celebrities, but then well, you... we can get this going. <laughs> yeah. No, but you try to explain the logic Are about we? it. Mm. <laughs> Well, it's but back to the fear thing. It's interesting. I think I read somewhere that when we're born, we're only ingrained with two fears. Everything else is learned over time. The two that we're f- born with as children are the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Yeah, yeah. Everything, every other fear that we have after that is learned as we <laughs> get older. I don't know if that's true. Well, we but still go back to you know living in the caves and stuff. We had to watch out. If you're a creationist, you had to watch out getting eaten by a dinosaur. Otherwise, just surviving. But it's that fight or flight instinct still in the instinct, yeah, yeah. you know, and everything. Rob, the Flintstones was not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you, have you seen the creationist zoo where they got the cowboy yes, riding? Yes, I've seen pictures of it. It is hilarious. 
I really want to go, but at the same will, time, I don't want to give them they, my money. Well, yeah, well, yeah. One, I don't want to give them my money. I also know that I would get kicked out because they they're 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 pretty like they're pretty adamant about you not goofing on it. Well, here there, I guess. I just be going. I wouldn't try, but I just be. Yeah, I don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want. I don't well, want, well, there's yeah. one. My dear friend Pauline and I for years have been uh, wanting to go to a hell house. Uh, these are these places oh, where they take you in. They're oh, like, and yeah. they're all. You know, I remember one about abortion. Well, she had an abortion. The baby died. She's in hell! You know, and stuff like that. And yeah, we wondered if we would mad. get our asses kicked out. Yeah. And I'd want to go see snake handling, but I'm always afraid the damn thing's going to bite somebody. It's going the to! It's yeah. a fucking snake! <laughs> yeah, they do. That's I was born a snake handler. I'll die a snake handler in about three hours. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. How could you go to, like, a creation species and not make the venom like out of them before they do it. It's been debunked for years. Yeah, they melt matter. the venom out of them. It still hurts like hell. Oh, yeah, no, they yeah, get Get bit by the yeah, thing I don't want to get bit by any snake, yeah. regardless of. Uh, but I would be going like in like the Creation Museum, Oavis. So I'm more of a Hertz worshiper. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't keep a. If, uh, that yeah. would be like I'll give you a thousand dollars. You go through there. Nope. You don't make it. You make it straight face the whole way. <laughs> Can I have my so, eyes closed the whole why, time? Because it ain't happening. Why I didn't go to see Hill Kimura. All my friends want to go see. Hill I've never Kimura gone before. to that. Oh. And I've heard. I I I I would you know just like because they're like it's a really like cool. I've heard spectacle that, but and everything, but I'm just like. I would just, I can't, I just, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but at the same time, I would not be able to stop. That. For years, right. like, especially after, like, Romney ran for president, I was trying to find the magic undies. No. There's, like, the storm yeah, of you Mormon can't just know about those. Uh, tens, temple garments? Just go. Yeah, the temple garments, and I, I've heard that they are to, they, they can only protect against saber slashes. That's it. <laughs> Hey, Wait, what? No, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm not discounting it. No, 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 no. You're laughing, but so you wear those if somebody tries to stab but you. Then, none of that. Not a stab. Not a stab. A slash. A slash. That's by a I've heard. saber. That's what I've heard. It's not a saber slash by a broad sword. Like, so they're not, not bulletproof. Not a slash by an axe. It's like, no, they're not bulletproof. But what it's if just slash is slashes. holding a saber and stabs you from Guns N' Roses? Ah, is that okay? That's a technicality. I think you would be immune to that. That's true, because it would be a slash. Yeah. It would be a saber. From Slash. I have actually a deep philosophical... Was that a thing where they like a lot of people trying to cut their I, junk off I, of sabers? I don't, I don't know don't... where it came from, but that's what I've heard from uh, several sources. I, I'm, I'm sure it's true. It's, it's I actually whole... have a deep philosophical thing about stuff like that. The best thing I ever heard on that was from the Outer Space Nuts, this cartoon show in the 70s, where it's Bob Denver... Oh, the Far Out Space Nuts. Yeah, and what they did was... So he gives them... So he gives them... Well, it's like... I say cartoon because the one's live action. So he's terrified. He can't climb, like, you have to climb a mountain. So he goes, this magic talisman will help you. He gets it. No fear, does it? After they get back in, it's like a, it's a light bulb thing he puts in the light. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. But he felt all confident because he had the talisman there. Right, and that, that's a that's an old trope in a lot of things. It's like, the power yeah. was in you the whole yeah. time. Just teaching, <laughs> teaching kids, uh, tricking kids into not being scared. So, right. Sid and Marty Croft, did they do heavy drugs? Because I just went through the whole run of uh, H.R. Puff and stuff. Yes. And this was... If, if not them, then whoever was just running the day-to-day. Well, I don't know. H.R. Puff and <laughs> stuff. Puff and stuff. Let's puff that stuff. Come on. But that... But Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, the Bugaboos, which I really think... Oh, the Bugaboos. You know, the Sid and Marty Croft hour, which is like the Basie Rollers out thing. Yeah. But... It didn't. I think outer space that's had that little thing, whatever the pet they had too. Oh, I don't God, know. They always had a little. Uh, it's been so long. I mean, I remember vaguely. There's Lost Saucer back then too. That uh, Ruth, Ruth Buzzy and Jim Neighbors. Oh yeah. God. 
you know, and everything. But that's what the. But I always thought that they had had. This was like the time period, I guess. But it was just so out there. Yeah, and nobody thinks it's odd that all this shit was happening in like the sixties yeah. and seventies. You know? Oh man. Because it's just something about the whole concept. Then the little boy who talks to his talking flute there, <laughs> in which he poo was just. Marty Croft said in a 2005 interview, no drugs involved. You can't do drugs when you're making shows. Maybe after, but not during. <laughs> oh, okay. So, But, yeah. however, you can do them while you're writing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's a dragon with a cowboy I, I hat. Right, you, exactly. While you're making the show. Yeah, while you're actually what is the filming it. While you're actually filming it, no. Like, Sid, what is this? You shut up! That's how I, that's pretty sure how most things on Adult Swim get made. Uh, oh, yeah. Lots and lots of booze and yeah. weed. That's you, another one. Where do you think, like, squidbillies came yeah, from? That's another one. Adult Swim. People crow about Adult Swim, and it's like, I swear, it's one, there, for every one decent show, there's, like, 400 oh my unwatchable God. pieces of crap. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like sifting through the garbage. Yeah. I think there's stuff out there you can find. I actually was just watching The Affair, which is one of the most depressing shows I've ever seen. Yeah, that's another one I... Uh, I've done. I like Ruth Wilson. I saw her in some movie. I thought I'd check it out. It just gets. How do you feel about shows? I always use Glenn Gary, Glenn Roth as a movie as an example, where where nobody is likable. Is she the one? For, is Ruth Wilson? Is she the one that was on um, Luther? Is she the one that was a. I think so. Yeah, yeah, she's got that. Her mouth is like a rubber band. A little bit. It's her mouth like rubber band. It's just it's like. <laughs> it's all. It's just a weird. She's got a weird mouth. British people always have, like, the, even the most attractive British people, you can find <coughs> one glaring imperfection on their face. Yeah, they're British. Almost always. Well, that, you know it's what? Mishma- they're mishmash people. You're not uh, wrong. I just thought she watched yeah. this season of Luther, and at least he wasn't, like, like running like for two one, episodes. I three know, this time. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, they've kind of resigned it to doing, like, three, two Look, you got to catch Idris when you can. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh, a very busy dude. Yeah. And well, it, that's but like it, is nice that, it is nice that he still yeah. was willing well, to yeah, do that. Well, yeah, they Sherlock, say, like, they the, will keep doing the, Sherlock. The mystery series, that, the, a lot of the mystery series are like that. They'll have, like... Yeah. They'll have th- like a three or four episode series, but each episode's like an hour and a half movie. Yeah, so and I think like Bernard Cumberbund's busy. Bernard Cumberbund, you know, he's like really busy too, but he still does it. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think at this point they're resigned to the fact that Sherlock is probably dead. Yeah. But the thing is too, like they don't because they don't run on like seasons and upfronts and all this stuff so they can just come back whenever you they know, want. It's like are it you being matter. served where it's like 12 seasons over what like 30 years yeah because they could shit those shows out once a month yeah. and people loved it because it was garbage you know just well, like, like speaking of shows like i think jody's hitting her stride this year on doctor who haven't watched it yet haven't watched the, it. The, have, the only thing I'll i will say is the master is harder to kill than a cockroach that's the whole point but he really, but uh, well, he, she, but but I think she's really because last year I liked, but I didn't think it had direction. It's like they were feeling well, their way. They, they made it. They 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 made it very clear that they did not. That last season they did not want to rely on mythology. They wanted to build. New, they wanted to. You know, it's like we wanted to do a season that doesn't. You know, you know, no returning villains, all new stuff. Which, you know, is with Doctor Who sounds like a good idea, but. People still want to see the Doctor fight the Daleks. People want to see the Cybermen occasionally. But, you, know, you got to at least get in and out of that because you have literally 50 years of stuff to draw from. And, you know, to just, you know, like kind of 
you, you, yeah, it's not going to be an older show. But she's moving because I remember the criticism of Peter Davison was he didn't really develop the character. It sort of stayed the way it was. But Jody, you could see this year's sort of developing it and you could see the way it's going. I really, he was also criticized for being the most scared doctor. When well, he you was really watch the performance. He was always very, like, kind of skittish about everything he had a, but he had a messed up regeneration yeah and he also said i mean patrick troughton was his favorite and after you had tom baker who was in so char- in charge well, and everything yeah. you, you had to be you had to make a decision yeah i, I like the casting of davison because he was he could not look more different he could not you know and his his, his, his his episodes were darker there was not like a lot of criticism but they were darker they were too violent especially colin baker's colin baker's were, yeah thing. But yeah, but Peter Davison, like yeah, like he. The, and by the way, that if you watch the Peter Davison, he just straight out killed a lot of stuff. <laughs> like he straight out just oh, shot people and say it was yeah, it was a whole different yeah. Well, it'd be like Tom Baker, the doctors out there, the world's ending, Daleks are there, Cybermen are there. He fends them off with here's a jelly baby, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> And he was just the way I mean reading about him. He just ad libbed a lot of stuff. And just, he's he's just a really really in real weird. in real life. He's a real eccentric guy. He's oh, he's a weirdo. Him. He's always been a weirdo. He's been a weirdo. He was a monk. Yeah, he's, <laughs> just a, he's ah, a weird excuse weird me. dude. I'm allergic yeah. to odd. Yeah, and I I, I I have a feeling that it's, it's probably not gonna. Be, he's you know he's he's up there. Eighty six. And I January. yeah and wow. I don't you know it's gonna be real bad. Um, when he passes. And the way it goes, unfortunately, it seems like they go in a row. Unfortunately, because it's like one, two, the three. Rule of three. And I was, I, I really like John Pertry. He was the first doctor I ever saw. I didn't realize he passed away till like, oh, yeah, yeah, 96, But I really I, like him. And he was actually surprised again because he was a comedic actor, but he didn't play oh, yeah. for like a John Steed type. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And that was also, you know, was of the fashion of the time. He was, you know, he was a very James Bondy doctor. He, you know, he, I also like that he stole his clothes from a magician. Thought, and know, Capaldi like, did the same thing almost, like, yeah. with the thing. Yeah. I mean, imagine when they go to do the wardrobe. They always, like, what Jody did it, Tom Baker did, where they got to come and put on the different, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Tom yeah. Baker comes out wearing the Viking outfit. That was yeah. funny. What? What? <laughs> You know, where others just sort of, I mean, I think like with Etchelson and them, they didn't really have much. He just had a leather jacket. Well, yeah, they didn't, yeah, they had a season and they didn't, they, you know, what was important with Eccleston's character was to reintroduce the Doctor to everyone yeah, in a new they, way. they'd been on that uh, hiatus. Yeah, before. and also like, you know, that puts a mystery to him. Realizing. You wondered where he came from. You, yeah. well, now we know, but you wondered which, if he was after Paul McGann or where he was. Right. And I love the whole thing about the internet hoax, about how there's this guy who's been involved and everything yeah i i don't know about that that's That's what the way they started out it's like rose's boyfriend's looking there's like he's like an urban legend online oh yeah yeah then he he comes out yeah yeah well yeah that was the thing too like the you know you you had to you had to introduce not just reintroduce the character you were introducing the character to like a whole generation Generation? of people who did not surprisingly the brits i know background they they laugh at me about Doctor Who because they grew up just in that generation where they were too young and they were between. Yeah. yeah. So they're laughing at me like you American with this show. And yeah. then I heard about I mentioned a certain character to my friend Heather on Friday. It's like she's your type. Well, and I'm not that, even mentioning her today. How long was that. how long was the gap? 
Uh, I don't remember. It was 89 till 205. Yeah, 205. Okay, so I mean. But there was the movie in 1996, and Paul McGann could have been a good doctor if he had help. Well, the movie, yeah, they they, they, they didn't. Watch Night of the Doctor. He kills it in like a six minute thing. And he's done, like, and that's the thing. He's like, he's done tons and tons. Like, all of them have done tons and tons of audio. Uh, he was in Luther. He was in the last season of Luther, too. Tom again? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what you were saying to me the other day. He yeah, was he's, in the last yeah. season of Luther. But, well, I know, I, know, I know the one thing, the one thing that he said if he ever came back and do it again, like, he despised the long hair, because he put him in a wig. He did not like having no. long hair. Mm-hmm. And he was like, look, if I ever do this again... Yeah. He's not gonna have long because hair. Because actually, first I saw him in with Nell and I. But, and if you watch the uh, if you if you watch the Night of the Doctor yeah, short, and you look at his yeah. outfit, it's the same outfit. But it's a different. It's regular. It's his hair. It's the same. But the but outfit I thought is the killed. same. It's exactly the same. I outfit. was saying it's just all it, old and rig- yeah. and he never. I know. Changed it. I know. He gives them like I know. Like he does the audio books. He's done all. I oh, yeah. say, please give him like a mini series. He kills it. You can do it because just do it out of the time. Or what? Yeah. yeah or what? Or but yeah. I was thinking of a different movie concept. The idea how technology changes movies. If you watch Departed, those gangsters use cell phones. When you go back, I remember movies like in the seventies or Touch of evil charlton heston they're trying to get in touch with somebody and they can't like by the phone oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't really do that anymore <laughs> well you just have that's a thing you have people go you have people go to remote places that's how you do it now you have people go to remote places mm. or you have people lose their phones yeah, people lose or they their never phone, get, or you have their phone die. Well, the best right. thing would be like again, Zach. It's always, you've had this it's always, idea. My battery's dead. Yeah. I don't have any bars. Zach, you've had this idea about the serial killer solved. in the woods, where they're going out. Somebody just gets reception and they leave. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Give me a realistic horror movie. It's like, well, why do you guys not have a signal? Do you? Does your cell phone carrier? The car will not start. That started every yeah, other time. Exactly. Why? Why would you watch a movie where all of a sudden just the victims just leave and then they're fine? This would be why, funny. It wouldn't. That's what it is because it would be like. Whoa. Why do you want a realistic horror movie? That sounds boring as shit. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I, I can't be snuck up on like that, like some guy, like lumbering guy with a knife. I think I would notice. I my dad all the time and everything we watch, like that had never happened. I know it's a TV show, right? That's it. It's just, a, it's just a, the suspension of belief. Just shut up and watch it. But at the same time, <laughs> in regards to technology, people can't suspend their belief enough. Well, that's that's a thing. That's a thing that that. I think we're losing is, you know, I, you know, is that people don't, yeah, you have to, everyone has to be, you know, everything has to be explained. Everything has to be, you know, and, and it, I don't know. No, you know, sometimes you're, you're, I remember and get like, off my lawn. It's like and, the Bruce Lee. It's like the Bruce Lee theory. Bruce Lee looked at martial arts movies and said, well, if you got a gun, we're in trouble. So he would work ways out. Like he goes yeah. to that Island. Oh, guns are banned. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah. Or go, oh, you want suspension of disbelief? Okay, you get the arch villain, the super madman. Why don't you just shoot the hero or something? No, I'm going to put you in my elaborate death trick. Then I'm going to run away. So you get there, away. There, there, are, there are horror movies that when they fuck with it, it's as, as humor, it's fun. Like, I don't know if you oh, God, what was that called? I think it was called Feast. It was the one. Um, oh. It was like the first Project Greenlight movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, yeah, where the heroic, you know, the big hero guy shows up and he's like, this is what we're going to do. And then the monster just eats him. And they have the little kid, and it's like a little kid. I like, saw a little yep. kid gets eaten. You ever <laughs> go up in like funny. role reverses? I saw not a, a movie, good movie, but that happened. I saw a movie recently where Bill oh. Mosley was actually a good guy. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, he was a detective in Louisiana. It's I like call this weird. This this family with a curse on it, and he helps like these 
college girls are down there and one of them gets caught, like they'll the guy will go pick up women to try to get up because it's like, a family curse. Oh, this is this is why he always plays wacky characters. He's not that good. No, he's like trying. There's the one part he's like trying to. He's like trying to do pickup lines to this real young girl, and they're all real cheesy. Yeah, and he's sort of playing Otis anyways. He's got that voice, and you're waiting for him just to turn on him. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know that. Oh, but it's okay, guys. They're going to reboot Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. Yay! With Matthew McConaughey again. Yeah, that wasn't a reboot. By the way, that wasn't a reboot. That was a sequel. No, that was shit. It was garbage, but it was a sequel. It was it was the next generation. Well, then there was one with Arlie Ermey. Those were reboots. That was uh, those are the reboots, and that was McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Yes. Oh, Jesus. You ever like think okay? He was great in that movie. Oh, he was. I think he just kind of hanging it up. Okay. He was, they were nobody's. Nobody, you ever they were think just, of they that though? Nobody's. You ever think yeah. about like when they were supposedly nobody's, like Renee Zellweger just yeah. won the Oscar? You could think of that. Yeah. I remember watching Parasite with Demi Moore or Leprechaun with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. And I don't think Demi Moore lists that even on her filmography. I'd be I, proud uh, of yeah. her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At this point, I don't think she really has to do her own yeah. filmography. No. Now, to ask <laughs> off the subject, coffee flavored or unflavored? Do you have? I a- do not like coffee. Uh, depends on the flavor. Do you like tea? I do not like tea. Depend, uh, depend. Like green eggs and ham. Talk amongst yourselves. It's fine. Dep- depends on the flavor. Yeah, because sometimes you can get some really. I'm thinking because it's cold out. I think yeah. I just got a like a cappuccino machine at Ali's for eight dollars, and oh, I realized I don't me, know what to you do. You send me a picture that yeah, you like. I, how how long before that. it comes alive and kills me? I imagine that's going to make a hell of a cup of coffee. At eight dollar cappuccino <laughs> from Ali's. I mean, from literally, Ali, yeah. it's like I would oh, not like. I always pick the bravest person in the world is somebody who gets like one of those pacemaker things to start at Ollie's. It's like my one, some of my rare favorite. There's a lot of space heaters, and I'm like, yeah. mm, no thanks. No, I don't screw with them, or don't screw with air fryers. I've heard you do not mess with air no, fryers. No, because either. no, yeah. you get you get a good brand name for that. I have a brand name air fryer, yeah. and I am not sorry. I, I've been, I've been, yeah, I, I want to get one. But that brings up one of my. It's a, good, it's a good one. But I'm also cheap. Yeah, I, I am too. That's my thing. But, but one yeah. of my one of my favorite lines in movies, and made me think about it. Of all things, it's the reboot of Fright Night. David Tennant when I he shoots at the yeah. when he shoots at the vampire. So he takes mm-hmm. it, he shoots it. It's called I Go to Libraries. Yeah. But so David Tennant, he's, he's in the house. Peter Vincent role. Yeah. And he's this one part, they get him all out, and he tries to shoot him with a crossbow, and it fucks up. And he looks fucking eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and actually, Colin Farrell, I didn't think, did a bad job in that. No, I mean, I, I like. I like not Chris. Chris Sarandon. I oh. was scared of that movie because I was young. Yeah. Here's the thing. I like really good. I like Colin Farrell, but he is a blockbuster killer. He's a box office killer. He he. It's is unfortunate. Goofy. He's. I, I like him when he's goofy. I just saw the gentleman. Um, <laughs> I've not saw that yet. Real. If you like, if you I like the guy there, Ritchie, right? yeah. If you like the guy Ritchie movies like Lockstock and Snatching Those, Big you'll like you'll like the gentleman. It's it's a it's a return to that style of movie. And it's and it's and it's more of it's, it's it is got a modern twist to it. McConaughey is great. Everyone is great. Uh, uh, Charlie Hannum is great. And uh, Colin Farrell's role is not as big as you think it is because he's all over everything. But he's yeah. hilarious. He's uh, he's the coach. Well, did you he's, see the Lobster? I've not seen Lobster. That is goofy. Yes, that I is, like, yeah, that's I like I, Lobster. I don't know why. I, every time I get a chance to see it, I I don't know what. I think I it's on Amazon. So I have a yeah, great sure question there. Okay, so you're forced to get into a relationship and you can't find anybody <laughs> you like it. But you so you got to be turned into an animal. What would you want to be? 
One of those weird space bears that's immortal and doesn't need oxygen. A, t- a tardigrade? Yes, yeah. that. Because okay. he wants to be a lobster because he said they're blue-blooded and they live 120 years. Yeah. Either that or a Greenland or a Greenland shark because they don't know how old they are. They think they could live up to three, four hundred years. I don't. That's a deep why, question. Why do you want to live a long, long time? Because I, I want to annoy the shit out of everybody. All right, fair enough. Our tortoise, you know, they just move along. Yeah. Or you could be like a mouse and be gone in two years. You know. I'd be a house cat because they have the best lives. Well, it depends. I'd want to be like. One of our house cats. Not yeah. just any random house cat. No, I found cat. one of my sad things. John Adams brought this up because a fox made friends with his dog for real, and he sees him. It's just yeah. one of those things. Yeah. But foxes, unfortunately, in the wild, they have sort of sad lives. A lot of them get hit by cars. Because oh, yeah. yeah. I've been seeing them roaming around the neighborhood lately. Yeah, there's a, a family of red foxes I see. You being a dummy bringing this up? No, but they live in the swamp. They should all be called Fred. <laughs> they live in the swamp behind Did my house. Did anybody watch ever Sanford, though, unfortunately? The sequel. There was a sequel because my mom was loved it. Wait, was it oh. Sanford Arms? It was, there was Sanford, Sanford Arms, Arms because he left to yeah. do the talk show. Yeah. But what happened was that my mom loved the show. There was a show called Sanford, and I guess the Mon Wilson found religion or something yes. in real life. Yeah, so yeah, they had yeah. him working in Alaska on an oil field. He had this guy, Cal, who's like a big farm yeah, boy. Cal. He was a... both, the only episode I remember is he has a legitimate heart attack for once. Yeah. And nobody <laughs> believed him, yeah. Mond Wilson was also on the uh, the the uh, the new Odd Couple that with they Ron did Glass. with Ron Glass. I remember oh, that because I yeah. I just I, did, I didn't put it together because he didn't have a mustache did you ever and do... he didn't have a giant fro. So yeah. I just didn't. I was like, oh my god, that's Demond Wilson. That's did you ever do Wilson. that? Where I've done that a couple times actually. I think in Brokeback Mountain, Anna Ferris. Because it's not her type of movie, and she's got a small part. Oh in it. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just look and go, "Who the heck is it?" Right, it so and you're like, "Pause, like, is this? No." Yeah. And imagine Michelle Williams was on Dawson's Creek, and look what she's gone on. Oh to. yeah, I mean, well, yeah, hey, you know. I always was. I got hooked on the show because Buffy was on after, and I'm always going, you know, I'd be like, "Dawson's too good," <laughs> and I was oh. Joey Potter at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Van but, Beek always has a really like self-deprecating. Uh, I'm, like, a, I'm a fan of Van Beek, <laughs> but Josh would. I just still always. Like, hey. It's it's a it's, it's a Dawson and you're the guy who fucked the pie. <laughs> Did you actually watch that show? <laughs> That's the best line. You, who, does anybody watch the WP? I'm the pie fucker. Well, you're going. You're going to be the pie. <laughs> I, I want to see the reboot. Says, you're really great at loser. I said, hell. I want to see the reboot really bad. Jay and Silent Bob? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, 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 I think it's out. I think it's out. I saw it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's out Because it played at the theaters for three days. It, and I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, Chris Jericho I, is the villain. Wait, snubbed by the Oscars. Once again, another movie snubbed. But I don't I like, I have a thing for Kevin Smith. It's like, I like yoga hosers. I didn't. I never it saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was stupid, but it was it was entertaining. You know what it is? Yeah. I, I was think his movies have that thing. Like I like Mallrats because I grew up doing that. You know, oh, the yeah, comic, yeah, yeah. and for us comic book people. But yeah. it's like one of those movies, like Yoga Hosers, or like think of Tusk. He came up with it like on a podcast. Yeah, Tusk was just, a, it was a yeah. riff from their podcast. And the thing is about it is, it's like it. movies yeah. like we talk, but we bring. Hey guys, let's. And then he does Red them, State. and they got that. And like, yeah. Oh, Red Snake. Some of my friends will not watch it again though. It's it's. Freaky. It's very, very it's, unsettling. It's yeah, very unsettling that's a good movie. word for it. It's unsettling. Yeah. Ray Parks, The Rapture. Yeah. But it gets, because oh, especially yeah. if you think R. it's R. Kevin P. Smith, it's going to be funny. Then what they do is not funny. He was yeah. on, 
He was the guy in Tusk, the goofy scientist. Oh, Michael yeah. Parks. Michael Parks. Did I no, I, th- Parks I think it was he was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast talking about Parks and that and the audition and the the scenes that they have. And it's like it's like it was chilling yeah. watching him up there preaching like that. It's like yeah, it, and when you watch it, yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it, it, it's, it's terrifying. It's unsettling for a lot. Of, it's for a lot of a lot of things. It just yeah. Okay, there's well, I'll end this a little bit with one of my other phobias is when you go to those. Those small towns out of way. I've seen too many of those type of movies. It's like Population Forever, you know, whatever, 435. Here, yeah. have the pie. Yeah. Then they'll come to the festival. Why are they hanging themselves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why are you setting the fire there? Uh, you know, this is yeah. no, the, this the, like, I'm not gluten-free. Come to the chicken barbecue in the cemetery, which <sighs> we saw... You and I, the chicken barbecue there was in the cemetery. Chicken, where? Okay, it's, it was in a small, you know, we, we were go driving around. around in the back was, was up almost like we were driving around. I would go shit out of There was a chicken. up there. I would go They didn't have it the day we hit it, but it was oh, like cemetery. Yeah, it was like yeah. We also that saw, here's one of weekend. the best signs we ever saw. It was at a bowling alley. Sock hop and gun raffle. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was when we were going out to Cicero. I remember yeah. the sock hop but and gun raffle. But there was a chicken barbecue in a cemetery. Wasn't there also the psychic fair that had been canceled due to rain? Yeah, <laughs> you'd think they would have seen that coming. But it's a pun. Like, but this, uh, we actually saw. We that. saw it for real. And the yeah. Coney Island meat onion. Yeah, which turned out to be just a Coney Island onion. It was spelled wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. What the fuck we were, is we were, that? We were driving down to Jamestown. And we passed this little cafe, and it said Coney Island meat onion. And I'm like, what hey, is you gotta that? Remember, I'm like, figure that I'm out. like. Unlike all the uh, the America haters and everything in our state, that's where real America is. But, yeah, okay. small but then when we were coming back, we saw the other side now, of the sign. You see some weird stuff when you go on the back road. And it was a Coney Island hot dog with meat and onions, but somebody had taken the stuff off, so it just said Coney Island meat you ever onion. Been, I've been by, like, you ever it's see like, the God, big balls? <laughs> you ever, like, see that the big sense. balls of string or the reptile houses oh, yeah, or yeah. those things? But yeah. I want a fucking Coney Island meat Coney onion. Island meat but, onion. yeah, the barbecue in a cemetery, <laughs> it's like... It sounded great. I mean, it'd be a great band name. It'd yeah. be a great dish. Ladies and, ge- ladies and gentlemen, from the bowels of Atlantic City, please welcome Coney Island <laughs> Meat Onion. Fax other band. Steve, if you if you listen to this one, give me a credit on the album. Yeah. Yeah. But At least that's a great instrumental track, if nothing oh, else. God, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, can you imagine? I want to close it off with a question. Well, Watching the Oscars, was anybody else surprised to see that Joe Pesci's still acting? He doesn't. He's got a. He's got a band. Yeah, he plays. yeah. He'll come back of like he's friends with Scorsese. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. I was like, oh my god, Joe Pesci. There's a name I haven't thought of those people that doesn't have to like. No, he doesn't have anything to prove. Well, what I heard was weird. he actually went to go order something at a fast food place at the drive-through afterwards, and he got the wrong thing. They fuck you at the drive-thru. They fuck you at the drive-thru. Well, my favorite one, one time we went out, and my friend, we were working at the bar, he wanted to get, like, a fish, filet of fish. <laughs> we get down the road, he opens up the cinnamon bun. <laughs> they were like, you want a cinnamon bun. Yeah, you don't want that. You, don't you want, want a cinnamon fish. bun. You want something healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want something healthy. Have this 12-pound cinnamon And on our next one. episode, Zach will be eating blowfish, prepared by somebody who's on a bender. <laughs> Well, it was nice knowing you. Patrick, I'll see you, you all in hell. Some I, fun stuff coming up. I, I do. Yes, please. Um, plug away, uh, Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I I have a podcast. Well, I don't have one yet, but so, I will. Soon. Of Dragons? Uh, yeah, I didn't see your name a, this whole dungeon. episode. This whole episode. In I a come. dungeon. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's going to be, it's an actual play, <coughs> uh, D&D podcast. Um in the line of like nerd poker and critical role and those kind of things. Um, it's going to be called Architects of Entropy. 
Uh, and the uh, our, our hook for the show is that uh, we're creating our own fantasy world, which in and of itself for d and isn't that unusual, uh, but we are creating it collaboratively uh, as players and DM together. We will we create this, we'll create the world, um, and then as we play, we will be adding to the history, adding to the worlds, um, changing things as it goes, kind of editing uh, the narrative um, to suit you know, you know what's the gonna story. What's going to be great about it is it's, you're going to start, and by the time you get to, like, for months, you're going to do what you didn't think because it's going to start writing itself, well, that, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, and it has, that's the other thing, too. I've been freaking out because I haven't written anything for, you know, I haven't written an adventure, I haven't written anything because I don't know what it's going to be yet. Right. And after... Today, hopefully, I'll have a better idea because we're we're doing a little. Well, more. it's like as if you think we well, you know what we're doing. Like the way, especially when we started this show, I had visions. We could vision something that just grew organically. Yeah. So we will so. all be contributing to the story, not just as players and dungeon master, but also as architects of this of this world. And um, it, you know, the idea is that we will continue once this first campaign is done. Uh, we we can switch genres, switch game systems, and create a different world and somewhere else, it. and do the same thing and in a cycle, a, uh, a heroic story cycle is what it's going to be. And do also what you see, like think about man, I've always wanted to see this in here, and they've never done it. Let's do it, you know. Exactly. Right. Now yeah. you have open. And if open you, open do you have a degree in architecture, you just see, you don't need a degree to do you it. You don't need it. Yeah, no, no. This is a whole different thing. Have you yeah. ever fallen down like to like some hollow earth thing? You've been to one of these worlds. I, not yet. But well, see, anybody could do this. So I'm going to do a shout out to you're going to be the next Terry Jones on this stuff, like <laughs> or Brian. Because I had to say uh, one thing about Terry Jones passing his book of press fairies, Brian Frouse from Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. One of the funniest books I've ever read. Because if you've never seen it, it's literally a book of press fairies yeah. in the books. Yep. But I had to mention Terry Jones just because he passed. Yeah, yes. Shoot us the details when you get like where it's going to be hosted and all that. And I think yep. I might know where he might be having it a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, no, right. like yeah, I mean, where you can to where you can find. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm, still, I'm still. still working on it i have um but yeah that that's that logistic stuff i'm i'm working on as well but um but i'm, I'm hoping to be able to start uh publishing episodes either uh late spring or early summer um i want to i want to record a bunch well there you go stay tuned folks yeah i want to record a bunch of episodes and then have some in the bank so it's always good to, to have extra shit in the can yeah we don't, <laughs> we don't we're not on a on a, a real time crunch for putting and for things here for our little plug he's not here he's very busy but our dear friend tommy has got a couple new things his new band big another band big birth was like a blues band and this is tommy's going to be doing g he's going to do the soundtrack to your thing obviously he's going to do, he's gonna <laughs> he do jazz yet, Odyssey. Yeah. tommy he's, by he's the gonna way he's going to do a, a rock opera based on you know cheese and he loves to stretch you. Every time I talk to Tommy, he's like, yeah, man, let's do this. Let's try something else. Let's try something yeah. else. He sung in church when he was a kid. And actually, a lot of my friends I found sung in church. A good way to go. Just yeah, that's kind of how you and, get the boat. But his lately thing is Big Birth, and it's like a blues-based band. And the thing is, there's no website. Nope. There's nothing on Facebook, so don't bother. Yep. Nothing's recorded. But if you're nice, and you see him in a show, go up to him, and he'll give you a demo. And he names his demos and draws on them. Yep. And I had to pick Vomit. Oh, good. <laughs> So, and we're going to play the second track, and the reason we're playing the second track, Leave My Woman Alone, is I was talking to him, and I told him, I don't know the names of any of your other songs. He's like, I don't know what the hell they are either. 
So we're going to play Big Bertha, Leave My Woman Alone. You can catch them on the 6th. He's playing out with the Kratz. He's playing out at the Bug Jar. Then on the 28th, he's playing with our own Kratzman and Rockhouse Ride at the Firehouse. And just go up to him, ask him for a CD. He won't bite proudly. It depends on how much he drank. And he'll give him to. And, you know, he'll take his shirt off for you and everything. Love you, Tavi. And we will have part three. He's been asking about it. it we, yeah, we're, we yeah now that now that things have settled with people, yeah. I'm yeah and things. It, it's, in the, yeah, it's in the works. What's in the works? It's in the works. Well, you got a lot of stuff on your plate, anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah, everyone does, but that's all right. You know, to quote Sylvester Stallone playing Hamlet, "To be or what? Have a good one, everybody. Yeah. And bye. See you. <laughs>